You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. I'm the Phelps part of that. Jeff Phelps. He is the Fratello part of that. NBA head coach, NBA color analyst, Mike Fratello. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Go USA. Just so everybody knows, yeah, we're we're doing this right before the USA takes on Netherlands in the World Cup. Mike wanted to make sure we got it done so that he could sit in front of the television, wave his flag, drink his coffee, and be good to go. I have my flag ready to wrap around me, sitting on the couch. Have my coffee next to me right here, and we're ready to go. Apparently, the Netherlands has a flu little outbreak on their team. Whether that comes into play, who knows? Uh, the Cavaliers don't have a flu outbreak. The Cavaliers finishing up a pretty good week, Mike. Uh, they've now won two straight games, seven of their last nine. Last night, you saw them taking on the Orlando Magic. It was 107-96. to 96. And now the Cavs were home. Magic playing without some of their key guys. Magic, a young team trying to find it, but they didn't have young guys. Jalen Suggs, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba. Cavs didn't have Jared Allen in that game. Cavs did what they were supposed to do. Uh, earlier in the week, 76ers at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, Cavs with a big win. Now, the 76ers didn't have Tyrese Maxey or James Harden. Cavs didn't have Jared Allen. The Joel Embiid in the middle for the Sixers was back. So the Cavaliers doing what you hope to do against teams that might be struggling, Mike, but also 10-1 and one right now at home. And they are dominating the home court, which is exactly what you want them to do. The home court is supposed to mean something, Jeff. And uh, I want to get back to something else you just said in the beginning, but let me first of all deal with home court. Uh, Why is home court so important and how do you establish home court advantage? Well, one, it's a mentality that you have, that it's your building, uh, that the team understands we're home in front of our fans who pay hard-earned money to come and support us. And when they get there, we want them to have a night of enjoyment. That's partially the responsibility of the building, what it provides for them, uh, the entertainment during timeouts to make the timeouts go by quickly so that the game seems like that 48-minute NBA game goes by quickly. And then you, as the talent on the floor, the idea is they don't come out to watch you lose that night. They come out to the arena, your arena. You want them to yell and scream and cheer for you to give you that advantage. Well, they want to see you win at the end of the night. It's all part of understanding the responsibilities that go with being at home and asking a crowd to back you, support you. And that's what the Cavs players have time and time again consistently said. 
that our crowd is the best in the NBA. Our crowd is so supportive. We feel it. We appreciate it. Every coach has a formula for success during the NBA season. And what that formula might be, every coach handles individually. You have to know your team, understand your team. And when you set goals, whether it's a mini goal or whether it's meaning short-term goal or if it's a long-term goal, uh, you have to be realistic. I think if you set goals that are not realistic for a team, players are too smart. They understand. They sit there and look at it and they go, that's not realistic for this team. Or they sit there and say, Whew, that's a lofty goal, but we could get that done. So by setting goals, let me give you an example of how you can do it, how you can break down the NBA season. You have 41 home games, 41 away games. What do you think it takes to guarantee that you make the, the NBA playoffs in your respective conference? We used to choose a number. So let's say the number is 50. I need a formula to get to 50 wins with 41 home games and 41 away games. So let's deal with the away games first. Our goal would be let's go one out of two. Let's split are away games, meaning 20 wins, 20 losses, and we have one game left over to play with either way. Well, how do we do that? Well, let's we'll say we have sets of four. How many sets of four are there in 41 home games? There's 10. So of those 10 sets of four, each time you want to go two and two, two and two, two and two, all the way through. And that means you'll wind up with 20, with one game left over, 21 wins perhaps. So you've done that part of it on your formula. Now what about your home formula? Well, let's say we have sets of five at home. How many sets of five are there in 41 home games? There's eight. Well, we've got 20 wins in the bank on the road. So we need to come up with 30 somewhere. So let's say we do four out of five at home. Four out of five at home in eight sets would give you 32 wins with one game left over. Eight times four is 32 plus one game left over. Well, the 32 plus the 20 on the road gives you 52. This is this 52. is getting complicated. Good math. Now, now we're talking about maybe getting home court advantage as you start to move up the ladder. So that's what we would do in trying to set the formula for success for each particular season, trying to be realistic what the goals are. And now you want to be in those top six teams so you don't have to get involved in the play-in tournament. So that's kind of how we would approach it and mm -hmm. why winning games at home is so important. When people come into your building, they know you have a dominance there. You win 30 games out of the 41 in your home building. You've done a good job that particular season. Mike, why is home court such an advantage in the NBA, especially compared to other sports? Because, you know, like the Cavs are 10-1 at home right now. When you play at home, you're supposed to win games. They do. It doesn't happen that way in Major League Baseball, not in the NFL. And But in the NBA, and if you're on the road, it's tough. And if you're at home, it's a huge advantage. Why? What, what is it about the actual play that leads to that? 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, let's take everything we said about our home court, our building, and flip it over to the other team. They're trying to establish the same thing that you're trying to establish in your building. They've either done that already, okay? You know, for years, you think about going to Boston, let's say, with the Celtic fans in the old Boston building. Or it seemed like, and maybe these are just coaches feeling sorry for themselves, but it seemed like (laughs) we always would get Portland on the last game of a West Coast trip. So here the players are tired, they're fatigued, you know, they want to get back home, they're looking, to, they get out of that building, get on the plane as soon as they can, they get back to their own home, and you wind up with Portland, which is about as far away as you can get after Vancouver was eliminated from the NBA. So the, the home court advantage, and today, since sports betting is such a big thing, what is home court four-point differential? In it's the significant, NBA, somewhere, yeah, yeah, somewhere in that area. So uh, you're dealing with the the crowd being against you, the home team feeling so good and comfortable in their building. As an example, uh, the Cavaliers going into their game last night had shot 50 percent or more in five straight home games. Wow! Why? Well, they're comfortable there. It's their building. They walk into their locker room. Uh, when you're on the road, you're unpacking your suitcase and then you're packing it right back up again and you're getting on the plane, you go into the next city. When you finally come home, you're settled in your own bed with your family, with your children, with your wife, with your mother, with your father, whatever it might be. And by the way, they're coming to the game to support you most likely. So you want to play even better in front of them because of the sense of pride. Uh, whatever the reasons might be in your particular building, you're comfortable. And you feel good going out on the floor there. You go to the other building on the road. The fans are against you. Nobody likes you. And then you start <laughs> doing mind games. The officials don't like you on the road. They like the home team better. They make more calls for the home team because the crowd influences the officials. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to make up in your mind. You see, that that's always been a fascinating thing to me, that it is such a distinct advantage. Uh, last night, Orlando... Kevin Love was back first time in five games after being out with a thumb injury. He was the leading scorer off the bench, Mike, 11 points, 11 rebounds. I think what Kevin has done has been one of the most interesting things about the success of this Cavaliers team in the last couple of years here, in the last two years, when Kevin has come off the bench after being a starter for so much of his career, um, 11 straight seasons, he was a starter after mainly coming off the bench his first two years in Minnesota. And you can make the argument, I've made the argument that Kevin has Hall of Fame credentials. And here's a guy who thought, and along with J.B. Bickerstaff, who went to him and said, hey, this works a little bit better for us. As a team, this is the way this might work best. And Kevin said, yep. And he's come off the bench and been very effective, Mike. How much has that impressed you? And was it a move that maybe if Kevin didn't make it, his career's not 
in the same place it is right now because he's been a lot more effective in limited minutes. He's obviously had some injury history, but his his minutes have been limited. His play's been terrific. He comes off the bench and he's been lighting it up. Listen, you and I understand this, that, you know, throughout his career now, Kevin uh, has barely made enough money to pay his electricity bills. <laughs> so having said that, he's going to have to write a book yeah. after his NBA career is over. But the book's title is going to be Then and Now. And this is a different Kevin Love than came into the NBA, uh, where he did start uh, coming off the bench his first couple seasons in the league. Uh this is a guy who experienced being an all-star in Minnesota, but didn't taste success. So what was that like for him as a guy with great pride, a guy who likes to compete, a guy who statistically was putting up numbers, yet he couldn't talk about W's with other NBA players in the same vein as they were competing for an NBA championship. And then he is moved and has an opportunity in a new place and whatever he was when he was in Minnesota, whatever he had accomplished there didn't mean anything because now he was coming in and had to fit in yeah. with a LeBron James, with a Kyrie Irving and the management team at that time, front office ownership had felt that with those pieces, if they all did their respective jobs and did it the way the coach who they had to eventually decide who was the right guy to be their coach. Uh, when that was made that they had enough pieces and surrounding complementary pieces to give them a chance to win an NBA championship, which they accomplished. And it took a lot of sacrifice, uh, particularly from Kevin, who after his seasons in Minnesota, after averaging the numbers that he did after uh, making the all-star team five times, whatever it was that he was there. Yeah. He had to sacrifice a lot of that understanding that you've got two ball dominant guys that you're playing with, but he was smart enough when he looked around to probably figure out, you know what, these two ball dominant guys will give it up and we could win a lot of games with them. We have a real legit chance of winning the whole thing. He and was the guy who definitely had to change the way that his game was to make it work here in Cleveland when he was starting with LeBron and Kyrie, right? There's no question that was, he was the guy. Yep. So it turned out to be uh, a smash hit for everybody in the end. Uh, the three of them, Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin all got an NBA championship. It all goes on their resume. And then, you know, ironically, two out of the three moved on, you know, from Cleveland. And at that point, when they left, if you're being honest with yourself, how many people said they're going to get rid of Kevin Love? They're most everybody. Him. Yeah, most everybody. They're going to trade him. They're going to see what they can get for him because Kevin alone, number one, may not be enough to do it, to go back and you know, be the same level team, caliber team that they were. Number two, Kevin may not want to endure that by himself going through the building process. But what they did is surprised a lot of people is they secured him for the next four years. Talk about he's going to be gone. They're going to trade him, whatever. No, they secured him, locked him in, made him the face of the franchise for this rebuilding process. And they said, we're going to build around this guy. And that's what they've done. And it's been very successful. And I, I see Kevin 
at maybe the happiest point in his basketball lifetime, basketball career, where he plays with a zest, he plays with joy, and he gives what he can in his role, and he is doing it so well. Mike, do you you like Kevin in this role? And do you think it's a role that at his age, he's 34 years old, that he can con- continue to play for a couple of more years if he wants to go? That all depends on how he takes care of his body, obviously, at his age. And if he can avoid the serious injury bug that gets so many players when they get a little bit older. But um, I think it's a perfect spot for him right now because when you're putting someone in the game as a coach, you can put them in sooner or you can put them in later, depending on how the first group is going out on the floor. If those five guys are functioning well together, if they're playing defense, if they're passing the ball, if they're making shots, why touch them at a certain – let them roll for a little bit. If they're struggling, you need somebody to come in and change. You need a shot to be made. Let's go get the sharpshooter, bring him in off the bench. and see. That, that guy not only can make shots for you, but he's a very willing and good passer. He can rebound the ball for you to get you going on transition buckets. Uh, so it's a perfect place to have him. And then, most importantly, at the end of a game, and I know people would worry about defense, but nowadays there's so much switching going on. If you feel he can do his job at the defensive end, at the end of a game, he'll get you a rebound when you need a rebound. And if he's fouled, he'll make his free throws at the end of a game. And he's had a lot of experience in end-of-game situations. So he's perfect to either leave on the floor or bring back on the floor those last two or three minutes.